hello, hello, OdaFest listeners. I'm Angelo, and I'm here with Nancy, Jay, hello, and Jess. Hello. A guest. Hey, guys. Thanks for making it on. We're looking forward to this. Oh, my. <laughs> Thanks for having the me. Jess guest. Thanks yes. for having me, guys. It's going to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And now for a couple of announcements. We're calling all Gunpla fans. We're bringing the hobby of plastic model building to OdaFest 2021. If you've been paying attention, we've been distributing special edition Goku and Pikachu build kits for free, courtesy of Plamod. And you can build along with the Gunpla crew during their stream segments at OdaFest 2021's live stream. Laugh, learn, and discover a fun new hobby. OdaFest 2021 stream schedule is available now on OdaFest.com. Head over to our official website and start planning your Saturday chill day with OdaFest. For anybody, anybody who actually cares about this announcement, you are three days late. What? Mother's Day was last Sunday. Oh. If you haven't called your mother yet, pick up that phone right now. Pause, <laughs> pause the you podcast. You are an embarrassment. Pick up the phone call your mother and tell her that you slept in. Wow. Pretend it's still Sunday. She'll believe it. I guarantee. Really? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What did you guys do for Mother's Day? Hold up. Hold up. Before we get that far, we've got to do proper introductions. I know it's been a while since we've had a guest, but we've got to do actual introductions. What? Introductions? (laughs) Introductions. Yes. I thought we just called everyone Jay. Now, see, his name starts Jay with a J. is the best letter and the best name, and <laughs> Jess knows this because his name starts with a J. This is true. This is so, very true. We are yeah, starting 50% with that. Percent of the people have one letter of the alphabet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jess, let us know who you are and what you do. Um, so my name is Jess, and I am the founder of GTS Gumpla Talk Show. Right. It's a small brand and community for. Um, the Gumpla hobby, which is actually pretty cool because it's in line with the announcement that was just made. Targeted um, marketing. And, uh, yeah, so that's basically what I do. I have a whole team with me that that works with me and bringing, you know, or creating more than anything a community for for the community. I know that sounds redundant. But no, that's not what at we all. Are, a community hub. You, so that's, that's who I am. You are the community. It makes sense. You got to build and lead and make all the bits. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it feels that way. I am the entire hub. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but... <laughs> Something I would love to point out, I know I apologize to audio listeners, but uh, Jess has the coolest work room behind him. He's got all these kits and models and everything. I see a, a Death Stranding PS4. Yeah. I see a Colossal Titan Funko Pop. Uh, I think yep. I also see Mikasa back there. Uh, she is actually, but... Yes. Um, where Where is she? Well, I don't She's think you can see She's in the top boxes. She might. Oh, that is. Yeah, there is. She's right yeah, there. Yeah, She's right there. there. Yep. I don't yeah, know what that that gray big Funko is. That's a special edition Colossal Titan. Ooh. What? Yeah. Why, why would they make surprised. a gray one? I don't, I don't know. Actually, those were given to me by Sean, uh, who's actually part of the Odafest. Yeah, they to were Sean. given to me by him because he's like, I don't have any room to put him anywhere, despite him living with my wife and I. Um, and he's like, here you go. And so now they're they're mine and <laughs> they're sitting there. I'm not a huge collector of Funko Pops, but um, they look nice. They look nice. That's what there's mm-hmm. only a certain amount. Right. But what you guys don't see is the rest of my collection, which is all Ooh. on the invisible shelves. Oh, I see. Oh, I yes. recognize some of those boys. Heck yeah. yeah. So I recognize that shield. Yes. Yep. Yep. Just don't ask about the fetus that I have over here. That's strange. Oh, no. I, I understand what the, the, the bottle Secret baby fetus. is. <laughs> the BB. Yeah, the the funky fetus. But I yeah. I think I spy uh, RX seventy eight. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I have my wife and I started this hobby what a, a year ago, and we have like over sixty kits now. So oh, wow, oh my yeah. god, it's grown, it's grown. Yeah, it's grown. We've only been in this for a little bit, but enough about me. I want to hear about what Angelo did on Mother's Day. So, I I, I woke up late. Which is fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Sleeping in wasn't entirely out of the question. You were giving well-intentioned <laughs> advice from experience. I like it. But uh, uh, me and Dio went out, went out to get 
some supplies and uh, I got my mom a nice new uh, pastry board to replace the one I All mistook right. as a cutting board a few weeks ago. <gasps> you fool. You did not. Yes. Wait, so is it a gift if you messed it up and you're just replacing it? It can be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he creates and fixes his own problems. Uh, I also got her some new measuring cups mm-hmm. since her old plastic ones broke. Is it recently. because you screwed those up too? <laughs> <laughs> since I mistook the one cup as a one shot. <laughs> wow. Uh and then uh, after that, I came home, made some made some dinner. I made some uh, homemade egg noodles and uh, some nice red sauce to go with it. Ooh. Uh, a nice, good pasta dinner. Hell sure. Yeah. But I feel wow. like you should have been making like an alphagetti dinner where you used every letter to wrote, like, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> That's I actually... am sorry. Damn right you're actually, sorry. Wow. I wonder what it would take to make homemade alphagetti. Can you just get like really small cookie cutters that are letters? I'll look it up. How small? I think that would actually work out, but like maybe if they were one and a half inch mm-hmm. square. Yeah, I think if you could get letters in that size, you could make homemade alphagetti egg noodles pretty well. Maybe. What kind of screw up would you need to do to write an entire apology letter in Alphagetti? I don't know, but technically, my pasta was Alphagetti entirely in lowercase l's and uppercase i's. That, that there was also some entirely, you say? No, there's definitely some s's and c's yeah, in there too. They can bend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you feed it to your dog, it'll start speaking. You guys, you guys ever read that book, that children's book, where like the dog eats the alphabet getty and then it... no, no, nobody's read. I that? have never heard of this before in my life. Really? No. no now you need to tell us. No, it's a children's book. It basically one day, uh, it's a book that was turned into a cartoon for I think PBS. The dog eat, accidentally ate some alphabet getty and now it knows how to speak because it ate oh. the letters. So. I don't know. Now I just feel weird talking about it because nobody else knows about it. It's so cool. I used to watch that show I when I was younger. Learning to read and speak was that easy. I know. Right? Yeah. Doesn't because make any sense. But I, it I could have just speed ran it as a kid and just ate a ton of <laughs> alphagetti. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly haven't heard of it, but uh, if you can search it up and share, I think it'd be pretty cute. It sounds fun. I. I'm gonna look this up now. I don't know what the name <laughs> is, but but yeah. You are what you eat. <laughs> Yeah, an alphabet. Dang. In the meantime, um, on a precursory Google search, tells me that there are no homemade pasta dyes for alphagetti. There you go, <gasps> Angelo, next millionaire. Oh my god! Yeah, it's time to start up that Kickstarter. Oh my goodness! We could be pasta millionaires. So, don't miss that chance. It's called it's called Martha Speaks. That's that's the book name. Martha Speaks. Okay. Oh, hey, I know that book. I know that name. D- yeah, the, so there it is. That's the oh. there's a dog that ate <laughs> It exists. And I just oh. still haven't heard of it. Yeah. I think I we can send things on the chat, right? Uh, <laughs> so I can see here that the dog's tongue is connected to the eyeballs. Yeah, this is this <laughs> awesome. And oh my God. somehow see? that, that same thing is connected. It's perfect. That's that's exactly how the brain Wait is connected. Wait a minute. I've totally seen the cover for this before. Yeah, so have I. I'm telling you yeah. guys. Now that now that you've shown us what it looks like, I do recognize it. I'm telling you, it doesn't make any sense though. Like the the to rest the of the tongue is connected. The esophagus. Over... <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't seem like that makes any sense at all. <laughs> One gigantic tongue. Well, I mean, that if the brain isn't brain. connected to the mouth, how is it supposed to learn how to speak from the alphagetti? Oh yeah, this is true. My that bad. is, it's science. Of course. Welcome Science. to the Odafest podcast class on anatomy of dogs. This is, uh-huh. this is awesome. Uh-huh. This is what people come I here for. Neuroscience by Odafest. <laughs> this is Please content. Please don't sue us. So you've been doing Gunpla for one year and you have over 60 kits. Yes. I opened up Calculator and that turns out to be five kits per month. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not. See, there have was you a... taken time to sleep? I I have. I have. I The thing... The, the secret is, I don't know, just having a supportive wife. Uh, she, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I know. Makes sense. I, I don't know how many husbands say it, but my, my wife has been super supportive. And the reason why I was, I, I have been able to gather a lot of these. Right. Uh, a lot of these kits. And um, she's also part of it. So I would say that 
around 30 of them are mine and 30 are hers. Right. So I guess that evens it out, right? So whenever mm-hmm. I buy a kid, it's like, oh, honey, do you also want that kit? And they're like, she's uh, like, yes. And all of a sudden it's okay to buy those two kits. You, you know, enable a, each other. Yes. Yes. This is the way it works. It's also a good way to pad out your order so that you get free shipping. True. Absolutely. True. Bulk. Yeah, I know. I guess. Uh, have you had to make huge orders where you had to pay the shipping? The, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I, I, honestly, I've never bought anything from anywhere that needs to be shipped except for maybe oh. Amazon when I first began. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I like I like to support local. So when I first began, I, I would buy at uh, I can. Can I name stores? Yeah, go here? ahead. No worries. Uh, I, I started buying at PM Hobbycraft, and then right. I met Derek and Alina and mm-hmm. Sean, uh, who introduced me to Shoebox Games and uh, Gaming Oh, yeah, Cafe, they're awesome. Uh, which was super cool because they had, like, the best prices ever. And then I found YYC through them. And so everything that I've gotten has been local up to the point when we got sponsored on GTS by PlayMod right. and some sponsors that I've gotten some kits from them right mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they just send me whatever they want to send me so it's not like i'm like oh send me this you know so that's how i've been able to accumulate all of these things collecting swag nice. left and right yeah no Very it's cool. fun ride fun ride i think that's really cool that you guys uh, found that interest together do you remember your first kits that you built our first kits was actually our first kit um because we bought it at eb games so okay it's back in november of 2019 before the event happened oh yeah we all know what the event is the accident um the event yeah, no, we incident. We bought it. I remember we bought the Master Grade Wing uh, Gundam, the uh, the one oh, from yeah. know, the anime. And oh, uh, I know which one. Yeah, so it's a, I, well, actually, I know the robot you're talking about. I don't yeah. know which model you mean. It's it's sitting up there. I don't know. I don't know if you can see the wings. Uh, wow, this is oh, terrible. Oh, so that is actually Wing Gundam. Right here, right here. Yeah, it's right that, that's not that's not Wing Gundam custom from the Endless Waltz movie. No, 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 no. no. I do have it. Um, that that one's over there, but. We, that was our first one. The reason it's in the middle of that floating shelf is because it holds a very special place in our heart. Uh, that was the first one that we built. We came, we got home, uh, took some box cutters. Not, you know, we didn't have any tools, and we just spent right. the whole night, like five, six hours, working on it together. Oh, and that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Mm, the mm, the mm. thing for me is, I like to have my wife be a part of whatever I'm doing too and vice versa. Of course, we also have our own little thing. You know, she'll she's more of a video game person. Um and and I mean so am I, but she just likes to sit upstairs in the nice TV and play PlayStation and Xbox the whole time. Um but us being able to have a hobby where we could actually communicate and help each other out. Right. It was super awesome. So that's our first kit, uh, the Wing Gundam Master mm-hmm, Grade mm-hmm. and then that's the one that actually started the whole um, the whole hobby for us. And, and it's just never stopped. The first few kits were built by both of us. And eventually she was like, you know what? How about you just build them by yourself now and I'll build my own tiny ones. And mm. and, and that's just the way it worked, right? It, it, it was really super cool, super cool. And it's really cool that you guys sort of tackled the Master Grade together right off the bat. It's kind of difficult from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, I've, heard, I've heard many people say that, but I don't see it. I, I mean, I grew up uh, building Legos throughout my whole life and so mm-hmm. it was just like another lego but not right you know, not the same but pre-shaped mm-hmm. exactly exactly and um it's a robot shaped lego except <laughs> not bionicle no <laughs> uh, <laughs> also true uh so you mentioned for your first kit you didn't have any tools so you guys just stayed up all night working on it what do you think were the biggest game-changing tools for this particular hobby uh nippers I mean, mm-hmm. it goes without saying. Like, good nippers, actually. Oh. Like, good nippers. The, the thing is... Not the $5 Radio Shack no. nippy cutter? <laughs> no. Those are no good. No, those are terrible. No, we got some terrible nippers. And I'm going to say terrible, but they were our first nippers. And when we first bought those, it was like, oh, this is so much easier with Babies them. first. And then mm-hmm. when I joined Instagram, I had somebody message me, and they're like, hey... um, uh, you know, I, you're new. I have some nippers that I'm sponsored by. Do you want them? And they're the Vault Can nippers. Mm-hmm. And those are still my daily drivers. And I got them for free. They took a month to arrive. And they're really nice. They're like God hand nice. <laughs> and um, when I got those, I was like, wow, this is, it's they, they fl- they're flush to the cut. So it's like super awesome and amazing. So nippers is definitely a game changer when it comes to just building because tools I feel is very segmented. So it depends on what you're doing. If you're just straight building the nippers and and sanding, but if you're getting into customizing, which I actually got into, hence why I have this over here 
I'm customizing mm-hmm. my sniper too right now. Then you get into scribers and all that. But I'm not going to bore you with all of that. It's just nippers were the game changer. No, these are super interesting. Yeah, and honestly, it's just sort of... You answered the question perfectly as far as I'm concerned because you have to get in the kit. You know, you get kind of the cool equipment. Once you're interested in a new hobby, you want to know how to do it well. You got to learn all the tips and tricks and little bits, and part of that's the equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to say that, you know, when I was a kid, I was just building a lot of the kits that were high-grade, just like 12 years old. <laughs> I didn't have yeah. a whole lot going on um, equipment-wise. So I had like exacto knives and then my shame is like sort of the nail clippers. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the there you go. Clipper. Yep. Oh. I have um, not done like I know it's sort of weird but they worked and they're sharp. I have not done gunpla since I was like grade 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. Uh but it was kind of cool because earlier that year I'd made some like model airplanes with my dad. And then I was at, we were at like Walmart or something. Mm-hmm. And this would have been like very early 2000s, if not late 90s. Uh, and we saw some, uh, I think it was Death Scythe Hell. I had that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I want to say one other Gundam from that show. I, I don't know if it was like Shenlong, the, the, the dragon one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to say it was that one. But so it was like, we got that one. And so the only real gunpla I've ever done was, like, the, the real basic shit with my dad, and that's really cool. <laughs> but the one thing that I still have is, like, uh, a 12-inch uh, wing Gundam figure. Not gunpla, just, like, literally a toy you take out of the box and oh, play okay. with it. <laughs> and I've, I still have that from, like, 20 years ago. That's right, awesome. Right. Do you, do nice. you, like, were you into Gundam anime kind of growing up? Gundam Wing was like the second anime I ever watched, knowing it was an anime. Which what was the first? Pokemon. Well, of go. course. Yeah, that mm. sounds about right. Robotech? Does Robotech count? I didn't know that was. I don't think Robotech counts if you call it Robotech. Ooh, called well, out. Well, that's the thing. That's what it was here. <laughs> right. That's what it was here. Uh-huh. And if that's when you were exposed to it, yeah. that's how. Like, and it's a completely different incarnation than Gundam. Right. Yes. It's it's different, but I mean, same. It's totally different. Yeah. No, I because uh, you know going to you, Jay, because you asked. I I don't. I I was not into Gundam, honestly. Um, oh. I liked I liked the idea of Gundams, right? So I was huge because you know I built Legos. Hey, here for the robots. I was here for the robots. I was here for the robots, and even now I still very much am. I'm not. It's the the thing is a lot of the community members um, on GTS always think that I'm somebody who watches anime a lot. Weebs. But I don't. I, I really don't. <laughs> I I can't sit down and watch anime this whole time, right? Like oh, okay. I'll watch it every once in a while. You don't even have some going in the background, or no. I can't. I just. I'm not a huge. I mean, I I have animes. I've watched animes, of course, right? Um, right. I think it's something that that we talked about when we had you on our show, Jay. It's just for me, my real big kind of uh, segue into anime was when I started playing League of Legends. It's when I got more into the culture of of, of all this stuff, right? Because before then, I, I just never did. And Gundam was never on my radar because, like like you, Angelo. Um, in the 90s? I mean, of course, I was born in 95, so I can't say in the 90s. No, but you're fine. Gundam Wing is older than you are. Yeah, yeah, no. When I was... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. When I was watching uh, Toonami, you guys remember Toonami on Cartoon oh, yeah, Network? Oh, of course. Oh, man. My first, first anime was uh, Samurai X, Roroni Kenshin, right? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Classic. That was my first one. That was my first one. It's my Wait, favorite. how old were you? Were you like six just watching Samurai X? I have my, my dad and my mom to thank because they would watch it with, with my sister and I, right? Oh. And so we kind of fell in love with with the idea of like samurais and swords. And, That's really and cool. Kenshin turned out to be my favorite. And then my sister got me into Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. that became my favorite mm-hmm. anime. And then, you know, every once in a while I'll watch one. Of course, everybody's watching Attack on Titans, uh, Attack course. on Titan right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but after after those, I think I would say my favorite. Okay, I don't want to hijack the conversation, but if I were to say my favorite animes, real quick, it would be uh, Roroni Kenshin number one with Cowboy Bebop. Then Evangelion uh, would be the you know very close second, 
and Attack on Titan along with like maybe Soul Eater. Right. You know, something like that. Yeah, that's fair. That's a solid yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, gotta agree. Yeah, so. And honestly, you're on an anime con podcast, so I think you're fine listing your favorites. Uh, this whole time as well, I have been Googling my favorite dream kit from when I was per- a kid. This is the perfect yeah. grade, isn't it? Yeah, this is the uh, Wing Zero Custom. Yeah, it's the perfect grade box. It's got the pearl wings. All, all the endless waltz uh, designs were so much cooler than the regular anime designs. <laughs> Rather, yeah. the yep. anime designs were a little bit more grounded, a right. little bit more, okay, if someone was actually making a robot, what would they make it look like? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the, the, the movie versions were just like, fuck it. What's the rule of cool? Exactly. Yeah, okay, he's got... Two, two, a gun per arm, but it's got like two gun barrels per arm, and they're all spinning. And then, and then, and then his boobs open up, and there's more guns. Mecha boobs. <laughs> more guns. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The thing is, uh, just real quick, um, for Endless Waltz, I'm pretty sure that uh, Katoki uh, was the one who designed them. And Katoki is, has his own line of Gundams, which is the Verka line, which is a very expensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually redesigned uh, the. Um, the Wing Zero just a couple months ago. Uh, yeah. th- this oh one came God. out. So there you go. That's the Wing Zero oh Verka that just came God. out a couple months ago, and that's oh, dang. that's the best version. It looks awesome. Beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. No. It's it's a, it's an awesome kit. It's sitting right now at Kevin's place because we got this from our sponsor Plamod actually. And um, I I'm not a big fan of the Wing Zero, uh, so I just gave it to him. And I don't like <laughs> keeping the kits myself because I feel bad keeping the kits. Keeper, I know I'm like swag. the leader and the boss, yeah. but I just I just rather my crew get the things than For me sure. keeping them with me. But yeah, it's an awesome kit, Angela. You should get this if you're looking to get it back into it. This is the kit. Yeah, it's it's pretty damn cool. It looks amazing. It's sick. It's awesome. I would I would totally have a good time with that. Yeah, it, it just I have no time to be building something like this. <laughs> And yeah. the effort involved is just too much mm-hmm. for me. How about you? Uh, real quick. So, Nancy, did, were you into it? Because uh, I, mean, I know you were talking about Robotech and all of that. But have you built any of them? I have built much smaller ones. So, oh. um, much, much smaller. So, there was a set of uh, figures from Gurren Lagann. Mm-hmm. They're oh. very, very finely, cool. very delicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you could, you could articulate the fingers, cool. but they were very small. They were like eight inch tall ones mm-hmm. and fully posable. So of course you're, wow. you always have them in like an action pose, of right. course. Uh, but because law. they were so delicate, they had a tendency to not hold if, if the exact center of gravity wasn't quite right. Oh my God. So I'd have them falling off my stance oh. pretty often. <laughs> there was one time uh, it fell off, the head popped off, and then the really fancy oh no. like wing on like the brow just like snapped. And I'm like, oh, okay, man. I'm going to take this as a sign Ooh. to just take a break. Yeah. <laughs> this is a sign I, that I need to just take a breather yeah. from from playing with this particular hobby. It was kind of rough, too, because... Um, Going back to our to our equipment mm-hmm. uh, discussion, I did not have very like fantastically delicate nippers, especially for figures this delicate. Mm-hmm. Right. I actually had a pair of wire clippers that served very very well. Nice. They were still oh. sharper than nail clippers, but they were still like wire clippers at the end mm-hmm. of it, right? Mm-hmm. They were able to cut very flush, but they weren't great with delicate plastics. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, but the nail clippers have the file on the back. They're practically the Swiss Army knife. No, I have. As a girl, <laughs> as a girl, I don't need built-in nail clippers. No, <laughs> no, I'm. You're not right. I'm so surprised, like surprised that everybody's saying that they use nail clippers because so a uh, GTS revolves. The way GTS started was me wanting to interview. It's actually a very selfish project. I always tell people that because I wanted to do it just to have um, the ability to meet people, right? Sure. Uh, like famous people in the scene, be like, hey, so can I interview you? And they'll be like, yeah. And so I get to spend like <laughs> two or three hours with them talking. Um, and almost all of them have said, my first uh, you know, my first adventure with Gumpla was with nail clippers, right? Everybody, oh, just everybody. Oh my God, everybody has them. I'm a prodigy. You're a prodigy, man. You're- I just... Personally, I didn't like them. They weren't flush enough, but wild cli- but like wire clippers were. And like I, right. I grew up in a household that was full of electronics. We had like wire clippers mm-hmm. of varying gauges and mm-hmm. whatnot, mm-hmm. so it was just easy. 
Right. <laughs> I think I just I didn't grow up with uh, like parents who did DIY stuff. So okay, we had no kids. Mm-hmm. We had like yeah. wire strippers and wire cutters yeah. and like uh-huh. I I've got tin snips within arm's reach of me right now, uh, but like yeah. all of them have like a huge lip on them. Like from where you're <laughs> trying to cut, it's easily like eighth inch, sometimes quarter of an inch. Nail clippers, you can get them flush if the part they, isn't too big. Yeah, if if they're cut that exact way, but sometimes they the aren't. Pro- right. Yeah. But I mean, the ones I had were like, when I was a kid, they were small, and now I have adult, adult big size nails. nails. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really yeah. want to talk about That's that. No, just real quick on They're nail clippers. Interesting subject. For the, for the audience who's listening to this, you guys didn't see it, but Jay just held up nail clippers. Like oh, he just gonna carries them around his pocket. Like emergency <laughs> just, nail clipper. This is my room. Of course I'm going to have nail clippers. They're useful, and I wish I had them all the time, except, you know. You just got to do some hygienic trimming. Go for it. Is there not like a multi-tool with nail clippers in it? There is. The Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Yeah, but a Swiss Army knife is not that good. They do like a hundred things poorly. Any one thing well? No. Mm, not fair. a one thing. Uh, <laughs> Mediocrely. Yeah. <laughs> what is... And here's here's Angelo showing us some shears. Tin like, snips. Tin snips. Tin snips. Yeah. Like they I said, like they're shears. in arm's reach. Right? Wait, why? Jeez. I want to. I want to know the reason why they're just there. Self defense. Uh, I initially bought them uh, so that I could cut uh, a sheet aluminum mm. to make some gauntlets for cosplay. Cool. Mm. There you go. And they're just in my desk now. That's their home. Right. And mm. which cosplay was this for? Uh, originally for Saber oh. from Fate Stay Night, and that was nice. that was years ago. Like. At this oh. point in time, the gauntlets have practically fallen apart. <laughs> I would have to remake them, and I would not make them out of aluminum a second time. Make them out of tinfoil and Probably seven. a good call. Tinfoil would fall apart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, the thing about the aluminum ones, they could probably stop a knife. Mm. Jeez. It, it was sheet of aluminum. We'll agree to disagree. Uh, riveted onto welding gauntlets. I, I don't oh, yeah. think that's going to work, but all mm. right. Those sound really warm to wear, too. Depends on the knife. Okay. <laughs> I just wouldn't want to put it to the test. <laughs> That's oh, all. boy. I'm not saying I know a lot about it, but I would say that I know enough. But if you want to put your hands out there, by all means. Now, uh, pivoting back, Jess, uh, do you have any sort of tips for folks who want to get a running start yeah. in on the hobby of plow mod building, um, you know, what should motivate you? What are the kind of things they should be looking out for? Because I'm sure you see a lot of new folks with a lot of aspirations, but certainly you must have seen through your own experience some of the things that work and some of the things that kind of don't work. Man, that's a loaded question. I mean, look, honestly, I'm going to say that my – look, I'm not going to say we're successful because I, I like to think that there's still room for growth. I mean, there is. Sure, there's a huge sure. room for growth. But um, when it comes to the hobby, I just – I tell everybody who has ever asked me is you have to enjoy it, right? If you mm-hmm. come into the hobby hoping to make money out of the hobby – because that's what a lot of people do. Or a lot of people think I'm going to get into Wait, this hobby. what? Yeah. A lot of people I- – I mean, is it really a surprise to you that people try to make a hobby into a profession? I'm I'm sorry. That just I I get that there's absolutely something to work, but you're mm-hmm. you're buying model kits. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a one way transaction. You give the money away and receive plastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does the money come back? So modding. For, yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go, well, Nancy. Like modding for other people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Commissions, right? Sense. Commissions and, okay. and your name out there. Right. A lot of people get into the hobby and and um, and want to immediately become one of like the masters. You know, one of the people mm-hmm. that that are that are considered some of the best in 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 the whole hobby, right? Um, but if you come into it just thinking like that, then you're not going to enjoy it because you're always kind of in competition with everybody. But if you just come into it and you're just there to hang out and build kits and maybe maybe one of those days you start customizing and you become amazing at it, which right. I've seen it happen. Um, but, yeah, no, my, my thing would be just do it for enjoyment in, in general and also know what direction you want to, you know, what do you want from the hobby? 
Yeah. And that's something that I spoke about um, a couple a couple <laughs> weeks ago in an in interview with uh, with one of my best friends in in the hobby, uh, Justin Studio G, mm-hmm. uh, who has by far become one of the most successful YouTubers in the scene. Right. All right. So January he had like when I met him, he had 32 subscribers on YouTube, mm-hmm. and today he has 170 thousand subscribers. That's YouTube. insane. And Damn. Um, he and I kind of does okay, I guess. Eh? Yeah, doing pretty well. They're doing pretty well. Oh, so he's got one of those those cool little button plaques. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think he has uh, one. He or it's, it. it's arriving to him. He's in the Philippines. I don't know if he has arrived okay. yet, but. No, but he has 170,000. Yeah. You guys can look him up, a Studio G. And, yep. and uh, when I first met him and I told him, he sent me a video and I'm like, dude, you're going places. He's like, oh, we'll see what happens. I'm like, bro, this is going to this is gonna blow up, right? But he kind of took the um, the direction of wanting to be the best, but also also how to monetize the hobby, right? which is not bad, right? And he did a great job of it. He enjoys it and he's making money out of it. Mm-hmm. As for me, though, I saw it more as a hobby and doing this for a community. Right. So knowing your direction and what exactly do you want, I think, is very, very yeah, important. Absolutely. Right? How you want to contribute to so. sort mm-hmm. of your overall community. You guys should go watch Studio G, though. He's freaking awesome. I mm-hmm. love the guy. And I'm so happy for his success. Now he has like a paint company, G Paint and, and everything. So the guy is he's amazing. Justin is, is freaking awesome. Yeah. So, um, nice. Actually, I posted a quick link in our Discord about him. Just uh, did a quick search and he came up. And honestly, just through a quick preview and just like his episode lists, it looks legit. His stuff looks really cool and honestly sort of inspiring. Like I can see how people would be wanting to follow him, wanting to follow his footsteps. And honestly, most importantly, like you were saying, there's a lot of passion behind it. And he knows how to it looks. It really looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, There's a end goal in mind and they know the process from beginning to end about what they want to achieve so the end product is really spectacular so like by all means it makes sense that you know you'd want to shout this guy out because he knows what he's doing yeah no if you're if you're going to come into the hobby looking to make your make a name for yourself which is what i tell everybody is um you have to come in and actually shake the scene which is what Justin did, right? And I say I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep talking about Justin. I know this is about me, but I'm gonna <laughs> mention him because he's my biggest example of this. Right. Is he came into the scene and if you watch his videos, the guy has super over the line production quality and value in everything that he does. Mm-hmm. Cinematic, uh, these dramatic shots of everything that nobody else was doing. Or whoever was doing it was doing it like into a kind of cheesy manner of like uh, inspirational music in the background and super artistic. But no, he came in with like the nice music, um, and and and, the, and I mean the guy worked with marketing before, right? So he knows how to market himself, which is one of the things that he always told me is you have to know how to market yourself. And um, I, I mean that if you're going, if you're like I said, if you're coming into the hobby to do something like that, then you you have to brace yourself because there's a lot sure. of competition out there. Yeah, a lot, a lot of competition. And, you know, even with the competition, it really looks like they've honed in, like Justin has honed in on what they do and they do it best in their space. So that's really something that, Mm -hmm. like, is unique, you know, and you have to be unique. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the creator space, there's just so many ways to sort of be overlooked because you do all the same things. You can, yeah, no, you can say that again, man. Yeah, for for sure. So one thing that... uh... I don't know if a lot of people think about it or talk about it. Like, uh, as a whole thing, it's called Gunpla, mostly after Gundam, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for any weebs out there who aren't all about the, the the Gundam robots, sometimes they might be like Nancy, who are more about Macross. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay has linked multiple Gurren Lagan ones now. Yep. Because they're uh, awesome. Gundam probably is still the most popular. Is that correct? Yes. Or is it just like... Every single thing. There's super robot for everybody in the gunpla scene. Right? There's, I mean, I would say that yeah, there's a super robot for everybody in in the scene. Uh, but there's a gunpla is just the the subgroup to a whole thing called Plamo, right? Plamo is the main okay. thing, right? Like your sponsor Plamod, who's also our sponsor in GTS, right? Um, Plamod, right? Plastic models. Um, so it's it's one of the biggest categories when it comes from. Um, when it has to do with like um, anime and stuff, 
right? Because the biggest one still in the Western side of the world is military. Oh. But once we go to Asia, you know, Asian parts, right. that's when Gunpla really blows up. So it's a subcategory, but you can find oh. everything. And then Gunpla would just be the ones for anything Mecca. So you got mm-hmm. Evangelion, you got Macross, you got Gurren Lagan, you have all of these, right. right? So yeah, that's what I would say. But Gundam is still is still the most popular by King. Far. All right. I should probably know this. I've, I've actually got a stack of 20-year-old uh, hobby magazines that I use as a, as a monitor stand. Yeah. <laughs> nice. There you go. My, my sister got them for me for a Christmas gift like 10 years ago, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, these are great, but I can't read Japanese. Wow. Really? Are they like the ones that teach you how to do things, or what's up? Because you could be uh, sitting they're, on... They're mostly like catalogs. They're mostly wow. like, look at all this cool shit that's coming out. This is amazing. That's awesome, dude. A lot of the... Yeah. Honestly, I'm not surprised that Angelo has these, but of course he uses them. No, that's like exactly that. what I did. It's great. <laughs> Last time Alfred was over, this was like a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, hey, Alfred, come check this shit out. And I grabbed those from under my monitor. They, they've they been designated the monitor stand books for a while. He was like, what the hell? How do you have these? Yeah. Like, they still have their they still have their price tags on them for like 199 oh, wow. yen. Mint. Wow. Mint. <laughs> That's so cool, dude. That's so cool. I mean, I should I should know more about this. I'm surrounded by it and I'm just like I'm just completely ignorant through willfully ignorant. <laughs> Jesus. Some of those some of those hobby magazines from Japan are are rare, and some of them have some awesome, 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 cool like uh, tutorials and stuff that people are looking for and pay a lot of money for. So, oh, maybe I should scan the whole things. Yeah, devalue. I don't have time for all that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And yeah, just now that you sort of open the category of Plamo to more than just Gunpla, uh, honestly, it just makes a lot of sense. I just had an epiphany that. I didn't. I wasn't just building Gundam kits yeah. when I was a kid with a like all the high grade stuff. I also used to be really into cars, and I had those plastic model kits of like a Nissan Skyline mm-hmm. and uh, Subaru WRX and stuff like that. Yeah, and they had all the cool like articulated, um, you know, steering wheels where you know you could turn and mm-hmm. uh, you know play with them essentially. But they were really cool, and I used to build those too. Yeah, there's. There's a huge market for that still. I mean, especially on this side of the world, right? Like you, you like here in, uh, what was it, um, Gom's show. A lot of my close friends um, in, in the hobby are not just Gunpla fans, right? Like sure. I have a lot of military friends here in Calgary themselves, itself, right? Here in Canada itself, uh, where, where a lot of people still do that. So you should definitely get back into it. Like I know you say you don't have time. <laughs> it requires a lot of time and patience. But oh, time. Be, yeah, it'd be super cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I if I could, I would. It could be it could be like your equivalent of a jigsaw puzzle. You know, some people have oh. like the 5000 piece jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. that they have mm-hmm. in their living room and they like slowly over the course of 6 months put pieces of it together. For sure. And they eventually like match it all up. Uh th- that could be your jigsaw puzzle. Yep. I mean, I should. That was my friend painting Warhammer figures. Oh, uh, yes. no. Awesome. There was there was a room Paintings? of the house that he just constantly had set up for, like, <laughs> just painting figures. No, that's uh-huh. the one thing I could not um, get into is the minifig painting. Like, it's cool, but... that That's way too expensive. Jesus yeah. Christ. And yes. time consuming. I want to buy a house someday. <laughs> I can't build a house out of Warhammer figures. But if you buy a house, you have a room for all of these things. Uh, so you're saying that I need three jobs. You need three <laughs> jobs, but you can't have the house, you millennial. One to pay for the house. It will be austere and perfect. One to pay for perfect. the figures. And the other one to pay for life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so the most recent uh, figure, I say with air quotes, is um, probably Voyager. So, oh. uh those of you who've been listening to the show uh, recently would know that I've been watching through a lot of the older Star Trek series. Voyager is the one we're currently watching. Mm-hmm. But Voyager was also, uh, there are lots of Star Trek models right. of ships. Yes. But Bandai makes the nicest ones, and Bandai no longer okay. makes them. Therefore, the only way to get them is from an eBay seller who just happens to have some stock. And we ordered Voyager and Enterprise D and Enterprise E wow. mm. and uh, a big DS9. So cool. 
Damn. So we, and they all come with LED kits. The wires are super, super tiny. They're like oh, a wow. millimeter wide. You got to like just, just lay them against the frame. It's, it's very, they're all pre-measured for you, yeah, but you have to like intricate. very perfectly lay them out or else yeah. they stick out. You can't put the, the shells together. You mm-hmm. can't this or that. Very delicate, very finicky, but damn, do they look nice at night? Wow. Have nice. you set up like a display case? Yes. So normally, normally when we do podcasts, I'm in the basement. And if I had had my camera on, you would see them all behind me. But I, I will take a picture and I will show you guys later. But Yes, please. Uh, we also have two board cubes because two. there were different models. Wow. <laughs> and no shame in that. Do you have Borg Sphere, though? Yeah. So the Borg Sphere... That one comes out of one of the board cubes. The other one does not have a board sphere. Oh, all right. Super cool. That's why we have two of them. That's awesome. At first, I That's was fair. sort of surprised that Bandai was the one making them, but it sort of makes sense because they've been making them forever uh, in terms of like Plamod yes. kits. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. they make everything from, I guess, Star Trek to Transformers and everything what like is- that. Are there Transformer Gunpla? Oh, absolutely. There are. There are Autobot ones that I had. Transformer toys that you used to get, and they're like they, you would actually be able to yeah. transform them from the one thing into the other? Of course. Yeah. 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 Like the Optimus Prime one where he actually transforms from the big, big semi into mm-hmm. himself. Those like must it's be very so complicated. Very complicated. I mean, so like, first of all, my knowledge is not that good about the Transformers because I didn't watch too much of them as a kid. But if I remember correctly, <laughs> Optimus Prime's name in Japan is Convoy, and he transforms from the semi truck. But he also has the, uh, you know, trailer truck that transforms with him and turns into a additional weaponry and accessories. Uh, and if I remember correctly, yeah, there's also his like right hand man, like some guy named ultra something i think and he's like a silver version of uh convoy there and he can sort of uh gatai com- uh, combine with uh optimus prime to create like an, a super robot of some kind and they both uh i don't know transformers lore would that be rodimus <laughs> no it's not Rodimus. i don't know i never got into transformers so no i don't know i don't know i don't know man <laughs> I have a lot of approximate knowledge, okay? I can tell you what things are and what they do, but I can't name them. (laughs) It's very bad. Yeah. It's not a skill worth having, but it's what I have, okay? So you're I've, you're the Sphinx cat thing in Adventure Time. He has very approximate knowledge of yes. many when it things. comes to Transformers. I know more about like the mainframe CG cartoon Beast Wars than I do about the actual oh. like car Transformers. Right. Beast Wars was such an awesome time. People love Beast Wars. Oh, Is there so Beast Wars gunpla? I'm pretty. There must be. I don't know. I don't know if there's. <laughs> there must be. I think they have like the Transformer toys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It'll be plan. Yeah. I'm sure there's a hundred. Like you can find so many things if you know where to look. Like even resin kits of anything. So. Right. Um. I know for a fact that Sean likes Transformers, so he has some Transformers in his. He's got. But the I think knowledge. they're the old toys, like the ones that you would buy. Like you said, the ones that would just come out of the box and yeah. you could turn into. Yeah, I had a few of those. Yeah. I right. had. I had the 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 T Rex. Megatron, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he nice. shot missiles out of his hips. That's so nice. cool, dude. Oh, it was so yeah. cool. Holy shit. Oh, and also, like, his head, his one arm stayed a T-Rex head, but you could <gasps> fill it with water, and it would squirt mist out of it. No him. way. That's so sick. <laughs> it was so cool. Ahead of its time. I had Rat uh, Trap. Yeah. Ahead of its time. Angel, actually, that, that one kit that I, uh, that Wing Zero kit that I sent you, it, tr- it transforms into the planet in the background. Does it seriously? Yeah, it transforms, yeah. Oh, that's Okay, wild. transforming toys are exceptionally cool. Wait a minute, but if it's anything like the one that I have, it's mostly like the, the gun attaches to the back, the wings flatten out and like, like shoop, and the 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 the, the feet uh, fold down into the rockets. Yeah. Like the, gu- mm-hmm. the, yep. the wing Gundam transformation was exceptionally realistic. Yeah. In, in, in universe. Mm-hmm. Yes. In universe. Yes. Yeah, I think they did a really yeah, good they, job they, of that. Um, yeah. Sort of as an aside, I remember this conversation I had um, a couple years ago uh, with another <laughs> Odafest guest that we had, ProZD, and we just got to talk <laughs> about sort of uh, cartoons that we sort of liked growing up and things like that. 
and we got around to Transformers. Uh, specifically, it was Beast Wars. So mm-hmm. he basically said that. Yeah. It was called Beast Wars in yes. the U.S., but he learned that it was called Beasties. Uh, it depended what channel you were watching. Well, on YTV is what we had it on. So. It was called Beasties. Yeah. Yeah, it was called Beasties. And isn't it because like there was <laughs> something was the with war? Thing. Yeah, with like the war thing. So they didn't like war being in the title in Canada. But he lost his mind. He was just like mm-hmm. Beasties. So yeah. this made it. We we got the internet just as Beasties was airing. Right. So, like, I was kind of, like, really cool. I was like, oh, this is the coolest shit ever. I'm going to go on the internet and search up Beasties. And all I got was the Beastie Boys. And I was like, who the hell are these That's guys? What you yeah, said. nobody yeah. called it that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it didn't make any sense at all. I'm trying to find Beasties. Who's who's these music dudes? Here's the Beastie Boys for you. There right. you go. And uh, speaking of, like, regional variations, even though this is more like a translation thing across different countries, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Dorymon and... Japan, the big blue cat was, you know, pretty popular as a kid. But in Cantonese, we call him Ding Dong. <laughs> yes. Wow. And okay. yes. Prozy D did not like that. He was like, Ding Dong? What is Ding Dong? <laughs> it's true, though. Oh and like, God. I recently, not that long ago, like maybe like four years ago, I mm-hmm. uh, was watching like like an actual Chinese channel on TV and right. they had Doraemon on it and they have changed his name in Cantonese to Doraemon no. and it's weird. I don't it's want weird it. because it's not what I grew up with. Yeah. No. Ugh. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's like Ding Dong is the only name I accept. <laughs> that's like every time I see the the Pokemon characters uh Japanese names, I'm like who the hell are they talking? Did you about? mean? <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird. Satoshi? It's weird. It's weird. Shaker. Jelly Jelly Donuts though. Jelly donuts are my oh favorite. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they just couldn't leave it as onigiri, or just like tell kids they were rice snacks. It had to be jelly donuts for some reason. Um, we're wrapping up here, but before oh, yeah. we go, Jess, I want you to tell our audience where you, they can find your content. So you guys can find us on YouTube, uh, Gumpla Talk Show, or you guys can find us on Twitch, is where we stream all the time. Uh, it's uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Base. Our season finale is actually this week, uh, where we have It's a Gumpla and Kurosama joining us. And for those who don't know who It's a Gumpla is, he is uh, my personal hero in, in the scene, and he has this is the second time with us. So you guys can find us there, and you guys can become part of the GTS fam, if you guys join our, our our Discord server, which is free for everybody, and everything Plamo is there, right? For you guys to to enjoy. And the nice. you know when I was invited over to do the show with you guys, um, everyone was super welcoming in the community. Yes, they were super fantastic. Not to mention, uh, I think if you guys join, even if you're like me and you don't have a lot of time to buy and build your own thing. I'm sure there's a lot of folks that are willing to help you. Yeah. And also you can order a commission probably from some of them because, you know, they're, they've got the expertise. They know what they're doing. There you go. You're looking for the right product. They've got the product for you. Oh, for sure. We have mm-hmm. for sure, man. There's so many people in the community that would be willing and so many talented people, which is like the scary part. Like there's so many talented people. It's awesome. That's great. And I think at Odafest we totally understand because we just, have the same kind of thing. Yeah. We have so many people who know exactly what yeah. they're doing and they're so smart and talented. So. Yeah. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I have one question of curiosity for you. What is the shortest project you've done and what is the longest project you've done? Uh, regarding Gunpla. My, sh- my shortest project is probably an SD that I built over at, um, at Derek's, at Lena's house, actually, when we went to Lena's house for the first time. And then my longest project has been my Jesta, which is still ongoing. And I started it back in September, and then I put it away just recently in February. And I put it away because I just can't finish it. Like I'm customizing it, and it's just one of those situations where I'm trying to run before I even learn how to walk. Right. So, so uh. it's still ongoing. It's still ongoing. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it works. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's just proof that... Even if you're experienced or not experienced, we're all like that when you were sort of passionate and ambitious about our projects and our hobbies that you should sort of run before you walk, that you get into it. You jump into the deep end a little bit because that's passion talking, right? And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. 
but you do have to realize where you, you got to go step oh, by step. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's I'm I'm sure you got to swallow the pride a little bit. But. Exactly. No, it's it hurt it hurt when I put it away because I I admit it to the community. Like I actually made a post because I I was making like work in progress posts, which is a, a typical thing that you find on Instagram. And there were so many people waiting for like whenever I would put like my master grade just a uh, you know like work in progress, I get like three hundred likes, four hundred likes on it. And there were a lot of people waiting for me to finish it. And then one time I was just like, so this is me putting my just away. I'm not gonna work on it for a long time. I right. I don't know what I'm doing goodbye right and like even like some of the bigger builders in their message mean like hey man i can help you out you know this mm-hmm. and that so the community is just very homely but yeah honestly i had to be honest to myself i just i can't too much expectation too much pressure right <laughs> well you know at the end of the day it's a hobby you gotta take it at your own pace but i'm yeah. sure you know mm-hmm. whenever you get to come back and we'd love to see that finished build as well uh maybe you can showcase some stuff i think you just it's yep. a journey that you've got mm-hmm. it's a journey but and you're ready for more after yes yeah with all that being said thank you again for joining us today thank you guys thank you angelo and nancy nobody has to thank me i just kind of hang around here <laughs> i'll thank you i'll jay. thank you jay Aww. you guys are thank so you, nice jay. thank you thank you guys you guys are awesome thank you <laughs> so nice um it's been a lot of fun yeah mm-hmm. i learned a lot absolutely and don't forget to catch Jess on Gunpla Talk Show on Twitch and YouTube and we'll catch everyone later. Take care. Good night. Good night. <laughs>